0: You're
1: listening to. Whoa! Hot luck. Hot luck. Uh, fuck, thuggin'. Killer queen loving. You with that bitch look like Pooh cool Bear's cousin. Black hugging, Bitches like in danger. Saber tooth saga. I'm a motherfucking yellow ranger. Yeah. And I for just a Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Vinji Chang, and thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourself, drinking water, wearing sunscreen. Shout out to Kevin Fong, aka Level Four Alpha. Check out his Instagram. It is a gift to the universe. Um, but yeah, welcome to our conversation. And if you have seen the title by now, uh, you're fully aware that this one's a doozy. So I want to take this intro to kind of put out a disclaimer and a preemptive hug because we're going to talk about some tough things. This week's guest is my friend uh, and my roommate, Chris King Wong, who is an actor, he's a tech professional, and he's a great human being. He is also a very tough love human being, and you're going to get a full... Uh, dose of that and understand his train of thought. And, uh, for anybody who is new to first of all, so I felt like it, it could be necessary to have a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm huge on feelings. I think the vast majority of my episodes is how to navigate emotions and how to practice self love and, um, actualize, you know, your purpose and, and things like that. I'm, I, I do lean on the nurturing and compassionate, but this is kind of a counterbalance um, because it happens to be something that Chris and I get to discuss uh, on a more and more regular basis, and something that I think is again a counterbalance. It's it's a um, divine partner, I guess, to all the emotions and nurturing is just executing, getting things done, and in in a large way disregarding your feelings and doing things despite how you may feel. So this episode is honestly for all of us, because I think nobody's perfect. That's a given. And um, as much as I want to put that energy out there of, you know, take care of yourself, love yourself, embrace your feelings, accept your feelings, all of that. Um, it goes out to the part of us that, you know, doesn't commit and flakes and ghosts and um, doesn't follow through. So maybe you're a strong starter, but a you know, less than ideal, mediocre finisher. Maybe you get caught up in feelings and your thoughts with anxiety and depression. And trust me, I'm not speaking this in a holier than thou place. I am there in a lot of ways and I have definitely been there uh, throughout my life. But this is kind of just addressing that head on and calling out the BS and saying, you know what? You may feel all those things, but at the end of the day, does that really matter? Is that what is going to hold you back from moving forward, making progress, um, achieving goals, repairing relationships, what have you? Things that really do matter and require something more of you to just go forth and do. This is this is to address that part. So um, yeah, I wanted to put that disclaimer out there that, that is, that's the intention. It is not um, a place of condemnation. It's not a place of, uh, you know like crapping all over you though. I'm just, Chris is a character and I love him. I just, I find a lot of humor and truth in what he says. And there's a lot that I do agree with, but the delivery can be harsh. So I'm just putting that out there, be ready for that. And um, take it with love because I'm putting this out there with love and I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to anybody else to hold myself accountable and to lovingly hold others accountable. Because I think that um, while we're exploring this nurturing side and increasing our compassion and empathy. I think that there's a lot of space to discuss discipline and that love does not mean an absence of discipline and protecting oneself from self-harm. And that harm can be, uh, it can be a product of a lot of different things. So it's something to pay attention to. Um, This is why it's helpful to have good friends who can look out for us. It's good to have good parents who can, you know, have our best interests at heart, see the things, the risks and the bad behaviors and the bad habits ahead of time so that they can prevent that. I don't know. I'm just on this, on this, um, accountability discipline and no BS, no holds barred truth, Port part of my life. Port part of my life. Port. Oh, we're going to port. Anyways, um yeah, that's my disclaimer. And I do hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that it speaks some truth into you. Again, sometimes truth can be really hard to hear, but um it's valuable. Let's not take away from the fact that it's important to hear those things and to internalize that. Figure that out as you will how it applies to your life, because um, nothing is handed over in like an easy, nicely tied up bow. That's literally the point of this episode. That. Uh, life is hard. It's not supposed to be easy, but it's what you do with it and how you're going to move forward that makes all the difference. So that is my uh, introduction to Chris. Thank you, Chris, for being a really great guest. Thank you for being a great roommate and a friend. Um, I troll Chris a lot, and you'll hear that, but uh, I have so much love and appreciation for the people in my life. It's been quite the journey lately, um, just having self-awareness and recognition and acceptance and all of the above it's it's a lot so let this be a place of learning and you know this is my hug this is my <laughs> somebody told me that my podcast is uh is like a sister who's like lovingly slapping you in the face like they're slapping you across the face but it's with love I didn't know that I didn't know that that was gonna be the thing that I put out in the world but it is what it is and uh shout out to everybody. I've been getting messages, uh, more and more people interested in getting my stickers and supporting me. And uh shout out to my new Patreon patron, Kevin When Thank you so much for becoming a patron. I'm so honored and grateful uh, that you want to support this podcast. So uh, I did forget this in the end. So if you do want to become a financial backer of First of All Podcasts, you can go to patreon.com slash firstofallpodcast and become a backer. There are perks. Uh, we do Google Hangouts each month. I send you my stickers. It's included. Um, I'm working on that accountability front. So it's it's been a great practice for me. So thank you to all my patrons. And if you'd like to become one Go ahead and go to patreon.com. If you want to make a one-off donation, somebody asked me about that as well. You can go to PayPal and go to first of all, pod at gmail.com and send a donation. I'm floored and honored that that's even a thing. Um, but thank you very much for that. And yeah, feel free to hit me up and send me a message if you are interested in talking to me or um, throwing an idea my way. We'll love to hear from you. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode with Chris King Wong on "Fuck Your Feelings, Just Get It Done." And enjoy. Me and Neon. I'm tired of it. No, no, All that one, one, one nonsense. Me, so nice. Yes.
0: boy, you played yourself with your nonsense. I hey, I don't know what you're saying. Though. Hello, Christopher. Hi. How's it going? It's going okay. Is it, though? This is kind of weird. I'm always like, oh, what is Minji doing, like, recording her podcast, like, in her little dungeon cave? Now we're in my room, so, like, I can see it. My portable studio. Yeah, it's um, laptop and mic. <laughs>
1: hey, I haven't... You know what? Everyone praises me on my, my studio or my setup, and you're you're disparaging it. Yeah, I this, like, it's fine. This is, this is a good introduction because this is a very... Preliminary, you know, look at our relationship,
0: <laughs>
1: which is primarily trolling. Mm-hmm. um But I've I've got I've grown fond of you, Christopher. So I accept you wow. as you are.
0: You know, I was just thinking we've been living together for about a year and a half now.
1: Yeah, how's it's that really happen? Scary. How's <laughs> that? Go- to,
0: that's a lot of commitment, right there.
1: How's that? Yeah, commitment. I mean, we're here not to talk <laughs> about feelings, but you know, we could get into that area. I'm fine. I'm an open book. We can go wherever we need to go. Um, but we're here to talk about your feelings don't matter.
0: Your feelings don't matter. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking about this last week um, on Valentine's Day. We went and got pizza, and that was
1: spectacular.
0: It was great. I, I wrote you a card and mm. what it said.
1: <laughs> Hold on, I'll pull it up. You can set the. It, it was like, relationships are dumb. <laughs> I showed so many friends, and they were like, that's the nicest thing. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it says, relationships are dumb, flowers are nice. Let's get K barbecue and rice. Hashtag abstinence 2020 hashtag SLFB, which is super lit fire blessed, which is your like, what is, what, what do you call that?
0: It's just my, uh, like my saying, I don't know, motto, your motto guess, my your, life motto, your so, mantra. Yeah. it's just something like if you guys look up the hashtag super lit fire blessed, it's basically just my Instagram. It's all yours.
1: When did the, where, when was the genesis of this hashtag? Uh,
0: it was around the time that, uh, fire and lit became a thing. Okay. And I started ironically using it. And <laughs> now, it's, now, I just use it.
1: No one can see my face. I'm just <laughs> dying inside. So anyway, now that we know your life mantra.
0: Yeah, so super lit, fire, blessed, uh, KBBQ. And r- basically, what we had talked about was how um, we had... Our, I have just not been in a relationship since I was in college. I had a girlfriend when I was a freshman. I've Uh like kind of dated some girls like here and there, but nothing really serious. And like, that's just how I've lived my life. Like I've spent most of my time single and I think it's great. I have really deep and meaningful friendships with people and I never feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the thing that people are like, Oh, like you're not dating anybody. Like, what do you do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What? Like I have friends. I have a life. Yeah. (laughs) I do things. Um, and I think where people get hung up is that, um, well, one, that's not a lifestyle. They live a lot of people find meaning or find comfort in a significant other or a person um, that they're dating or multiple people that they're dating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. But I think there's a lot to learn from um, being by yourself and really exploring that and learning to love that. And right. We see that a lot with what Kelly's going through right now. Mm-hmm. Our roommate. I don't know.
1: She's, she's right. been on our podcast. We were talking about her starting over.
0: Yeah. Starting Wait. over, splitting she- up.
1: She's currently in Scotland right now living her best life, Mm -hmm. discarding Christopher and me to like be on her own. And
0: I think that's great. Yeah, it is great. Go live your life. Like, don't let other people tell you what you need to have to be happy because that's the standard by which they judge their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying, yeah, I was trying to think about how to put this into words. It's not that. I don't like girls, or I don't like people, or things like that. And I think that's the sentiment that a lot of people get.
1: (laughs) A lot of people.
0: A lot of people get that. They're just
1: like, Chris is dead inside.
0: Yeah, Chris doesn't have a soul.
1: That's our running joke with you, out of love, of course, that you are dead
0: inside. Well you guys it's out of love. Some people yeah. legit are like does this kid have Asperger's because he just like does not connect with people sometimes. I'd say that I'm very purposeful in who I set relationships with. Mm-hmm. And I have very strong boundaries. Mm. As you know, most of the time I'll come home and like I can just walk straight into my room, close my door, not say hi to anybody. And people know I'm not people here, Minji and Kelly know that I'm not mad at them. Mm-hmm. I just like want to be myself at that point.
1: And a lot of people can interpret that because at the beginning we're like What did we do?
0: (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I'm not even thinking about you.
1: We can dive into that, but like... Not
0: in like a... You know, I'm like in my own head. Yeah. So people are listening to this and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) What is he talking (laughs) about? I have no basis or context for this. You
1: guys are getting a peek into my life.
0: (laughs) So I'll give a little, little intro on myself. Yeah. I'm Minji's roommate. I am an actor. I was living in the Bay most recently, about a year and a half ago, which is when I moved down. Um, I was working in the tech world. Um, I was at a startup. You I, still, up, are in the I tech still am in the tech world. I work, uh, contractually and part-time running Facebook ads, which is where I was working. So I was at Facebook for a few months before I got offered a part-time remote role. And I took that opportunity to become an actor full-time and, uh, moved down here because Minji and I were related through the same theater up in the Bay, um, serendipitously all of that really so serendipitous it
1: really did and this is actually it's tied to our, our, our relationship or how we met and then how this this living situation came to be is mm-hmm. tied to what we're talking about which is getting things done essentially like we're talking about feelings and we're talking about relationships and we're talking about lifestyles um essentially because the way that people kind of value and are reactive to a lot of differing things in their lives the priorities, um, it shapes their lives. It shapes the outcomes. Like it shapes the reality that they're in. So I just, I know, like I've been talking about having you on this podcast for months at this point. Yeah.
0: And we've been like kind of trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And we've been, we've thrown out a few names if you want to go into that The names a few titles the, for the, the episode. The
1: one that I, it just, it fit the best with Chris was. Fuck your feelings, just get it done Just do it (laughs) And I still feel like that's the most appropriate But it's not in like again, people can read that and it's, it sounds like such a click title and you and I would both know this. You're like writing Facebook ads.
0: Yeah, they're like these fucking people like feelings are good like <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about?
1: But especially the fact and you know this like because I always like talking about feelings and I'm always in my feelings all the time mm-hmm. and this is the most hilarious polarity of you and me as as friends um, that I'm always talking about it and the vast majority of my podcast is surrounded mm-hmm. about accepting, embracing, like going into your feelings, figuring it out, processing it. So I actually thought this would be a really good counterbalance to that, and and discover the the art of not feeling, not necessarily. Like, is, would you okay? Would you call it stoicism what you do? Because I'm like trying to get into this label thing, and my friend was bringing this <laughs> up the other day.
0: I think so. I think for me, it's like there are always things to work through, always feelings, always things that. I'm feeling, um, but I don't show those to most people. Mm -hmm. I'd say that I have like a really solid group of friends from college and from high school and from otherwise who I've lived with before who I'm really like really close to. And I can like have those deep talks and talk about our futures and my dreams and like cry with them and stuff. It doesn't happen very often, but I'd say for the most part, like a lot of the people, especially since coming to LA, like I'm just in a different part of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm making less, I guess you would say lifelong friendships, those tend to be established earlier on in life when you're growing up with people, going through your trials with people in your same group. And so it's not that I don't like people. It's just that I've, I've sort of like set that and established that. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying like there's nobody who can ever fucking (laughs) step across the threshold of my heart, but
1: it seems that way sometimes, (laughs) but But I, we said that you're French. I, it was funny. That was our conversation. I was like, you, you would actually, you might thrive in I'm French. <laughs> French. Oh because yeah. Because you're yeah, yeah, you did say you're that. snotty, not snotty, but like that's how people view French people. That they're not friendly like American people. That they're very conservative and kind of guarded and just not overflowing with like, hey, how are you? Like yeah, they're more like, like oh, don't ho- who, touch me. who are you? Exactly. I was doing <laughs> that to bug you on purpose. But it's like they they're very mindful of their relationships. They do not just dish out feelings mm-hmm. to just whoever. Yeah. And and they consider friendships like a real thing. So if you're going to be called that, you actually need to kind of like earn that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I, I, I said to Chris that I was like, I think you're, you're like French on the inside. <laughs> or you yeah. fit in well there. I think
0: that's funny because I get that a lot. They're like, oh, like, do you not feel? Do you not have feelings? And I would say it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like I would not be an actor or an artist or a poet mainly mm-hmm. if I did not have like really strong feelings about them. I just do those things for myself. Mm -hmm. A lot of acting and performance-based arts, and the reason why a lot of people love theater is because it's such a cathartic experience for the actor. Mm -hmm. And so people can talk about, oh, like, I want to, like, do storytelling for the world or do all this stuff. And, like, those are the nice byproducts of you wanting to be seen on stage in your feelings, enjoying that moment, Mm -hmm. right? I say that's for the most some people Why
1: are you diminishing super- my life, <laughs> Chris, Chris? I hate you. Okay,
0: some people might be super benevolent no, and they no, no, only no. do it for people. But there's Not a level only- there's a level of vanity to it. Yes. That I is agree. As, that is ascribed to it, especially for people in LA pursuing TV and film. You yeah. wanna be seen. You wanna be shot.
1: You wanna be understood. That's mm-hmm. that's what how I've described a lot of like the artistic journey. And there's a lot of people A lot of people listen to this podcast and a lot of people in general in the world. Like, I feel like our world as as creatives and actors, I mean, albeit we come from very... We have corporate backgrounds. It's not Mm -hmm. like we're not normal people. But we chose to do the whole artist journey and make that the career. But I say regardless of whatever vocation you are, whatever industry you're in, I still feel like it's a relevant feeling and it's a relevant desire that people want to be heard, understood, seen, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I think, you know, even though we talk about it in this context of like... Being on stage and being, you know, filmed and all this stuff, I still think that that desire and that driving force, that motivation is very relevant mm-hmm. across the board. Totally. But I, I I think the way that we yearn or get, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways. It's like, on the, in the good way, it's like, I want to be seen, I want to be understood. But then sometimes it just really goes into, like, I'm so thirsty for attention or, like... You know, like it just dictates everything, and that I, the part that you and I were really kind of diving into is how feelings can override stuff. How it like, and we we're kind of like shitting on a generation of people. Like, <laughs> no one cares how you feel. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, what are the actions that, in light of all these or despite these feelings, <clears throat> to like be where you are that ultimately impact your feelings? Yeah. Like, if you're feeling alone. And you're feeling mm-hmm. unproductive or, like, you haven't progressed in your career or what have you. Well, like, what are you doing about it? Yeah. And and feelings can often, like, yeah, there are things to honor. And, you know, in my mind, I still say, like, things to, like, internalize. But at the end of the day, what are you doing about it? Yeah. And that's the part that you're really big on. And I do have a lot of respect for you, even though you are dead inside sometimes to me. <laughs> and I do wish someone was like, I wish Chris, like, would, would just be warmer with us because Kelly and I are all huggy and stuff. And you're like, Hello.
0: I'm like, yeah, you have other people for that. You
1: exist here.
0: No. And I, I too exist. <laughs> that, that's a good point. And that's something that I first learned from Rob. Rob's our uh, mutual acting teacher from the Bay. Um, I still study with him. He comes down every week. And he's been a really solid uh, part of this sort of growth or stage of growth in my life. Um, a couple really important things that he talks about is what are you doing about it? Mm -hmm. No one cares. Mm -hmm. Accepting responsibility for your part in whatever it is you're doing Um, and just not making excuses. Yeah. And I think like I'm, I focus on acting because that's what we're both in. But for anybody out there, there's so much complaining that goes on, so much blaming. My boss said this. I did this. There's traffic. I'm not having a good time. Whatever. But
1: I feel I don't feel appreciated. Exactly.
0: But there's so there's never. I won't say never. Very infrequently do people take a step back and say, "What was my role in this?" Mm. Uh, he related it to something as simple as um, there's an earthquake. Mm. It hits act of God, everything's crushed, whatever you're stranded without food and water for days. Yeah. You could blame God and luck and all that stuff, but did you pack an earthquake kit? There's always something that you could have done differently to help change the outcome. And that a part of that is responsibility versus blaming other people. Mm -hmm. And the second part is with all this complaining and whatever, my career is not going right. I don't feel the way I want to, or I don't have what I want, or I don't have the relationship I want with this person. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, just say, I'll just say that again, just so that it sinks in. When you complain about these things and somebody's listening to you and nodding their head, they do not care at all because you're only approaching it as a victim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think one of the things that people struggle with when they're first trying to do this, and I definitely did, was that's how society says that it's okay to interact with people. Oh my gosh, like feel bad for me because of this. Oh my gosh, like oh, that sucks so bad. Like I real like that fucking sucks. Like I hope you whatever get through this. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, whatever. What are you Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing about it to fix your situation? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of an anecdote. You you have something?
1: Well, I just I I in essence, like there's a part of me that like 1000% agrees with you and I too, like w- when we <laughs> get to sit down and powwow, a lot of that is being able to vent and like talk through those feelings because I do, I myself have guilty of that. And I'm trying to take responsibility for those, those moments. And I do consider myself a person of action. So increasingly the older I get, I think I'm getting a little bit better at balancing or just like diminishing the amount that I complain versus that I do. So if I do complain, I feel like it's coming from a valid place where I'm, maybe I'm complaining to like, <laughs> process things and then figure out what the next step is that's a little bit different than like some of the people that are in my environment that i get to like complain to you and i feel very validated (laughs) for being i guess like mean because you know everybody i i personally get a lot of like minji you're so supportive and you're so xyz and i do think i am those things but inwardly there's also a huge part of me and I, i want to be more open about this in a in a constructive way is that I do wish a lot of complaining would stop because I do hear a lot of it. Mm -hmm. It gets on my nerves and it quite frankly takes a lot of my time and energy to hear. So if someone's complaining, I do care. Like if it's someone I genuinely care about, like you said, there's select few that like you, you genuinely like want to know, are you doing okay or not? Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want to know what are you doing about it? Like process it with me, but also let's get to a solution. Like where is this going? Because yeah, it is just complain to complain. That's when I was different. working
0: in the corporate world, one of the things I would always tell my analysts was, if you have, if you notice something, an insight or a problem or something, don't just come with that and tell me about it. Like, I want you to come with a solution with data behind it, whatever. We don't need to get fully into that. But it's like, again, we're talking about what is the action item that I can have as an for myself to move past this mm-hmm. regard, what, instead of just complaining or talking shit, which is a whole other category, something that I think ruins a lot of people's lives and relationships is talking shit about people. Um, and it's something that I've Cut down, I'd say probably ninety five percent of That's what i good. Did compared to where I was like in college or before. I feel um,
1: attacked, but yes. <laughs>
0: That's another one of those things. Like if you wouldn't be willing to say those things to that person's face or haven't said those things to that person's face, you probably shouldn't be saying them. I've actually never heard of a scenario where somebody's like, wow, I'm better off now because I just talk shit about this person. Right. I've never, never heard that. I'm open to being proven wrong. Yeah. You can let me know. Yeah. Tell Minji or DM me or don't DM me. (laughs) She
1: was like, I don't care.
0: Actually. Yeah. Don't (laughs) message Minji
1: because I don't care. (laughs) But I, I think it's really funny because you you are very open about – you're very self-aware. And yeah, at the end of the day, don't care that people have this perception of you that you're an asshole or that you are like – that you're dead inside and that you just don't care about other people's feelings. Because you yourself have told me examples of times where you flat out say to people's face, <laughs> you, you're pretty brutal. Yeah. Like – and I wouldn't – I personally would hate to be on the receiving side of that. So – I'm treading lightly.
0: Yeah, I you know, and I think a lot of that just comes down to honesty. I don't go up and start cussing out people and explode it. It'll be something simple like, I just don't want to see you. And that's, like, that's so brutal! sounds brutal, but it's like, like I don't know how to say that in a way that's... I don't want to sugarcoat it, is the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's where other people get into other problems. Oh, like, now's just not a good time. Uh-huh. Or something like that. Like, what is the fucking purpose <laughs> of To that? be... To
1: ease the blow.
0: I understand. <laughs> I do not care.
1: <laughs> this is the essence of this episode. I yeah, do not care. Because your feelings care. don't matter.
0: So people at this point are like, I'm never fucking speaking to this guy. Yeah. All of Minji's friends who have come over and seen me are like, fuck, please stay in your room. Don't come out.
1: It's so funny because all our friends that come over, like, they love you. They're like, Chris is fun. Like, they get past the exterior because they get to hang out with you. And they do see that you care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then well, until, you, the thing, until you when, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the thing is, we're joking around a lot. Minji yeah. knows me really well. Yeah. But when people, like, genuinely think I'm an asshole or all this stuff, like, most of the time, if not all the time, they just, those people just don't know me. Yeah. Or they see me interacting with, say, my roommates or my friends who I'm really close with. Very trolling. And then if I don't act the same way of you know, comfortable or relaxed with them. Then they think I hate them. And I'm like, yeah, that was an
1: example you gave me recently. Mm -hmm. Right. Like someone literally was like, why aren't you nice to me or something?
0: Uh, this has happened so many times. Oh, okay. I I can't, but so we, Minji and I have a mutual friend. Her name's Anna. She was, she's in our acting class and Anna's like my work wife. We're super close when we're in class together. It's just like us digging around all smiles, all jokes, whatever. When I'm not like that with somebody, they're like, wow, Chris is such an asshole. Like, why didn't you say hi to me? And I'm like, what, who are you?
1: Why do you matter to Why me? Why do you,
0: and it's not that like I dislike you. Well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what well, I, just because I don't have that same relationship with you doesn't mean that I don't like you. Right. So a lot of times like, and maybe I could be better about this is I tend to write those people off. I'm like, look, I don't want to have to take the time to explain to you that I'm not this asshole you think I am. Mm-hmm. Like, Please waste- like me yeah, i accept like, me. I do not give a single fuck about that. <laughs>
1: put so eloquently. Yeah. Can we stitch that on a pillow? Yeah.
0: Hashtag that.
1: Yeah. But I, I, and I too, in, in the principle of it, I totally respect that. I, I, I still don't want people to take it, take me in an unsavory way. I do care about what people think. So I do, you would put it, like, sugarcoat it, but I do, like, hey, like, it's not you. I'm just—I don't—and I'm being better about that. We talked about boundaries, and it it, yep. it is a real thing, and that's something that I've been expressing through my feelings on previous episodes that I feel that— there's certain levels of, like, resentment or feelings of, like, depletion that I I feel like people kind of just take from me. But it's also recognizing my responsibility. Like, I give it away mm-hmm. freely. I don't, yeah. I don't set, like, hey, now's not a good time. You can't email me about work or ping me after, like, 10 o'clock and expect me to just, like, jump to, like, your assistance. Mm-hmm. There was one situation where, not one, recently several, where people are asking me for, like, work advice. And we were talking about this, yep. like, about my journey as an artist or a voice actor or whatever all these different side hustles that I have going and they want to know like what are the tips and tricks and all this stuff and part of me wants to really help I'm like oh well if you're interested in that like I'm passionate about acting and like creating art Mm -hmm. let me give you tips and tricks but also I'm like where do I have the time to like distill years of the work that I've done into, like, a nice little neat package so that you can whatever. And it's like this weird catch-22 because I've benefited off of other people being really generous with their advice and their tips. But at the end of the day, it's the doing that matters. Yeah. And it just, that feeling of, I don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. And getting approached that way as if, like, I'm supposed to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Is what has started to really
0: and I rub think, me the wrong way. I think that's a byproduct of... How many people that you run in their same network or how many people, you know, and associate with and have helped in the past who, and those people might be like, oh, well, Minji's a great resource for this. And that might be true, but I think you have to be so guarded with your time. Mm. Like you have to be willing to say no to things, not because you're a mean or an asshole, but because you need that time for yourself. Even if that's just taking a breather. Yeah. Right, which I don't. Which you do not. Yeah, Angie's yeah. always talking to somebody about something work related or otherwise on a and call. It's too much. Um, you're
1: watching me, and you're like, "It's too much." Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, "Wow!" Like,
0: I can't even listen to that. That's <laughs> too much. Close my door, noise canceling headphones on.
1: Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, League of Legends.
0: League of Legends. Yes. yes. If anyone wants to play, um, you have to be at least platinum to play with me. So I'm oh like, I don't even know what that means. Okay.
1: But yeah, no, I agree with you and, and guarding your time. And then mm-hmm. when it comes back to like, so what was the – were you talking about dreams to into action? Is that what we were talking about when we were talking about the whole no excuses thing about creating plans and goals and like executing? Because I think it does come down a lot to that. Again, feelings – okay, to me, feelings have a place. They are very, very important. But if feelings are just feelings and you're not doing anything about it mm-hmm. – Like,
0: what? Yeah. What Minji's referencing is this book by um, the founder of our school, BHP, Milton Kinsella. He wrote a book called Dreams into Action. And he has really practical advice on getting to your dreams based on set-specific tasks Um, that you can do daily or within a given week or work up to um, that will help you get to your goals. And so we translate that into our theater as admin, how you're administrating your career. And so we talk about all the things that we want to do in a given week or given two-week cycle um, to help push towards our goals. And so I was telling Minji, and I tell this to people um, who are starting to do admin for the first time in a group, um, that all of the things that I can trace... Or all the successes that I've had, I can trace back to specific admin items that I have done over the past four ish years. You,
1: you like, you're like the admin god.
0: <laughs> yes, the self proclaimed <laughs> and I guess otherwise admin god. you're
1: tracking all of them, right? You have like your spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I have a spreadsheet of all the auditions I've done and what I wore during them and all you the you casting track what you I've wore? Seen. Yeah, I track what I wore. Because if you have a call back a month later, which I've had, well damn you should probably wear the same thing Well and then you also know like for this type of casting here's the kind of outfit that works really well mm. like I know if I'm going in for tech professional I have a blue J crew button down that gets me work all the time
1: It brings out your eyes It just
0: <laughs> brings out the color of my skin um,
1: <laughs> Yellow undertones
0: So there's there's stuff I I'm trying to think uh, even, stuff as simple as like getting an agent. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, well, like I just like hit somebody up or send an email. It's like, yeah, you could do that. Or you could have your headshot resume, real cover letter all done before you get there. You could have done maybe practice interviews with people before you go into that meeting. You couldn't write a list of questions before your interview, which I do for every interview I've ever done. Mm. So I have lists of questions for them that aren't like super basic. So when I was interviewing at Facebook, it would be something like, hey, I noticed that your disruptor team has been trending towards X uh, revenue and that's uh, tailed off in the last year. Like what are we doing in terms of um, goaling or team structure to help rectify something like that something really specific something that you actually want to know that's not just like there to break balls for no reason yeah and uh, something to show that you've done your your research and you could do the same thing in any industry that you're in so i always tell people i was like have a notebook no one cares about that write down a list of questions for people and have that ready to go but all those things i mentioned headshot resume cover letter real um interview prep like those are all things that are admin items yeah Uh, this week i'm going to finish my resume. Yeah. The next, next week I'm going to write the scripts for my reel. The week after I'm going to research how I can shoot it. The week after that, I'm going to cast the week after that. I'm going to shoot it the week after that. I'm going to edit it the week after that. It's going to be on actor's Access. That's a five to six week cycle. And it was tracked back by specific tasks that I've done to get there. Mm -hmm. So.
1: And what has that yielded you? I'm curious. Well, because, like, you know, I know that you've been working, like, you have this mm -hmm. hustle life set up because you have your part time job. And, like, the funny thing is, Chris, Kelly, and I are all actors or, like, in the arts, right? So we are all hustling pretty much 24 7, 365. So our schedules are crazy, but you do have more of, like, your methodology mm -hmm. and, like, your work calls and whatever. how do you like that? That's the thing. When, when you, when you started doing those things, I care about, you know, people can be very results driven. So what were the results of those things? Cause you've had some like really good things. And I, I want you to tell the New Mexico story. Oh yeah, we can to. do that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think where to start. Um, I mean, the results of that is I, I've been in L.A. for about a year and a half now, um, but I had been doing this sort of admin and work ethic mindset before I even moved down here. So before I moved down, I had my real done. I had my L.A. agent. I had my L.A. manager and I was coming down almost every week for auditions while I was still in SF Mm -hmm. and while what I was really looking to do was like I didn't want to just come to LA and be like okay now I'll figure it out I wanted to go down to LA because I had to Mm -hmm. because fuck I cannot spend half my time in each place basically going back and forth yeah I can't get on the Greyhound bus and feel okay every single week it's terrible it's like 12 hours and you want to cry it's pretty bad um in terms of, like, successes, I, I have my reps. I've been auditioning for some pretty big things, which I still think is really cool. Um, I got my first TV credit last year. I'm going to be on Season 5, Episode 10 of Better Call Saul. Yeah, you are. So you can look out for that. Um, I went sad, shot a sad commercial. Um did a bunch of really cool things. I finished I we just shot the first episode of the second web series that I'm working on. Um continuing to push on that. And so there's there's been a lot of successes. There's been a lot of pins and callbacks and casting directors that I've seen in the last year that I wouldn't have expected to see, you know, in such a short time frame here. Right. And I think some of that has to do with um Asian males being like in more of a need than they have in the past. But I think a lot of that is just due to me having all these things being able to establish relationships and go in and do really good work at the end of the day it's about hustling and did this person do the work right i don't go into auditions and not know my lines right it doesn't matter if it's the same day or 10 pages or something really dumb that you don't want to do like this is your job like you go to auditions and you're prepared so example of this um i was sitting here i think three weeks ago It was a Wednesday. Uh, It was about noon. I was working on um, some client calls for the Facebook ads company I contract for. um, And I got an email that said, hey, uh, you have an audition here in New Mexico, 1145 a.m. tomorrow on Thursday. (laughs) I have a New Mexico agent because that's another admin item, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, More productions in New Mexico. More productions. uh, Lots of good stuff out there. Uh, See if it works for you. Anyway, I was like, okay, yeah, great. My agent called me. I was like, yeah, I'll be there, whatever. I look up flights. $800. Fun, super fun. Uh, yeah. So I look up, be
1: here tomorrow morning. <laughs>
0: yeah, great. I look up bus tickets, mm-hmm. Uh two hundred dollars one way, and eighteen hours to get there. It's like a twelve-ish hour drive. So
1: because it stops, it's bus yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. It
0: stops, and anyway, I'm looking at this and I'm like, holy fucking shit! I have twenty four <laughs> hours to get to this place that is at least a twelve hour drive away. Mm-hmm. It's looking really expensive. I had another client call that afternoon. I just I had a fitting for another thing I was shooting the next week. And so I kind of just took a deep breath and said, what is it that's important to me right now? Mm -hmm. Like I could easily just say, hey, I'm going to stay here and self-tape or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was my initial thought. And then I almost slapped myself because I'm like, literally my job is to audition. Mm -hmm. I told myself I wanted this. I quit my job to do this. This is what I'm passionate about. And just because of the inconvenience of a long drive or some money, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold myself back. Mm -hmm. Do I really want it that bad? And my answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go do that. But I would pose that question to anybody. Like, are you willing to And this is excluding whether or not you're able to because of job, family, circumstance, whatever. Those are all definitely reasonable excuses. Um, But something that Rob, our teacher, has also taught us is don't be reasonable with yourself. Let others be reasonable.
1: I haven't heard Rob say that to me in a while. So I'm hearing him through Uh, you right now.
0: That's a big one. You cannot be reasonable with yourself and expect success or greatness. Mm. And so I'm not. So I uh, finished my fitting. I think it was like... 12.30ish or 1.00, I finished up all the work stuff I had to. I left here, got in my car, packed up everything, filled up my tires, got gas. I left here about Mm -hmm. 2.15, booked my Airbnb there. It's really cheap. It's like 30, 40 bucks. Go. It's a great place. It's actually kind of boring. Don't go. (laughs) So Uh, many thoughts and feelings. I drove straight from here. Took 13 hours. I got there. It's an hour ahead at 4 a.m. My audition's at 11 a.m
1: i saw your instagram story and i was like what is happening right
0: now i'm i'm really good at these all-nighters and it basically i slip into this mode of delirium and that's kind of my go mode and i can do a lot of stuff so it i actually like driving Mm -hmm. um that didn't bother me too much but it's a lot and so i'm on the road and before i left i also planned out how i'm gonna memorize my lines they didn't give us a lot of lines but i'm driving the entire time like so i um gave i printed out an extra copy for kelly here i said hey is it right if i call you at some point tonight she said yeah i'll be free whenever and i was like okay well no i'll be free <laughs> till 4 a.m so you get <laughs> let's me a run call. lines so she gave me a call and we just hammered it out and i learned my lines while i was driving with her um and made sure that i was prepared and had some choices ready to go i'd already figured out my outfit so I get there, um, four AM. I crash hard. I wake up a few hours early just to make sure that I can warm up my brain mm-hmm. to get into the zone.
1: Not have it be jello?
0: Yeah, not have it be jello. That's I, good. I texted my friend who my only friend in New Mexico, she um She's lovely. She also did the co-star with me for Better Call Saul, which is how I met her. But I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm in town for a day or two. I haven't decided yet because, you know, my brain doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> if may you may or get...
1: may not do this 12-hour drive back
0: today. Yeah. So if you want to get coffee or something, let me know. I'll definitely need it. And she said, hey, I'm actually the casting assistant for the office you're coming into. I'll see you in a few hours. What like, the holy heck? fucking shit. I was like, the only person I know. Um, and so I go in for this audition. I see her. I'm so glad I texted her because I would have been so thrown if I walked in and be like, Sophia, you. So it was the audition went really well. They could tell I prepared. I wasn't like I drove here from L.A., but it was like, oh, uh, your resume says North Hollywood. I was like, yeah, I just drove in last night. And they're like, oh wow, that's really cool. Um, well, we really liked what you did. Since you're here, do you mind reading for this other part? Nice. So I did. I walked out. I memorized that. They're like, are you ready? I'm like, they're like, you can take your time. I was like, no, no, I'm good to go. Uh, so I come in. I have some choices for that. I do it. They really like me and. I got coffee with Sophia later and she was like, Yeah, they really liked you and stuff. And what was the other thing? And she had told me that she had vouched for me to come in. They're like, Oh, we don't know. He's like kind of far. And she's like, No, like I literally just shot with this guy. Mm -hmm. So bring him in. He's great. And um, that's awesome. Yeah, this is just about, I think uh, another thing that Rob or Milton says is work begets work. Yes, it does. And putting your energy out there, this is as woo woo as I get. Putting your energy into this space, you'll always start to see things just happen. Right. You don't know what that is. Like I could write some letters to some casting directors who never write back to me, mm-hmm. maybe even never read it, but just the act of doing that puts yourself out into the universe that away in a way that no one can explain. Right. And I'm actually a believer in that more so than like all the other
1: Love attraction, Christopher. Let's it. No, it's yeah. not.
0: <laughs> yeah, you well, are we can...
1: woo. Well, your practice. Okay, I'm just saying whether you believe it or not, your practice. I think in essence exhibits. There's
0: a lot of woo woo. A
1: principle. Okay, fine. Of I woo-woo. believe
0: in woo woo. You uh, are so woo woo, and it's
1: fine. Embrace it. Super lit fire blessed. Yes. Um. No, but I, and I agree with that, and I think that's that's the thing of like you're you're you don't have to get ready because you stay ready, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that I. really do respect about you and that I see on a daily basis, you know, whether or not, you know, the delivery is the same exact way I would do it, but it's like the proof is in the pudding, right? Like you see the results because you're doing the work. And the thing is when I, um, I get to talk with a lot of different people and Mm -hmm. I've seen it myself, not just, you know, and you and Kelly and your guys work ethic and how you guys hustle. And it does inspire me and it woos my life into like, okay, I'm feeling a lot of things today, but I still need to get stuff done. Um, But I've seen a ton of other people Like I get to be around some successful people. And I do see there are different ways to get to success. Some Mm. of them do just do it through having really good connections and getting really lucky.
0: Good for them. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. People, like, complain about that. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Something that Alan, the current teacher of BHP, says in his book is, uh, fuck you, go know someone. Mm. So if you're complaining about other people having ins and you not, people are people introduce yourself
1: yes make a connection yes. I also do question and I've seen in proof that just again people like say I need to move to LA to connect or whatever or I need to move to San Francisco to do tech no you don't like Knowing people is part of it, but like knowing what to do and being able to deliver the goods, mm-hmm. essentially, like being the solution to the problem is the most important thing. Yes, so I also question the sustainability of a career or success or longevity in anything where you don't do the work and you <laughs> mm-hmm. you can deliver at the drop of a hat when somebody needs you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the part of like just i think I think the core word that we're we're circling around here is discipline. Like, having the discipline to execute, having the discipline to, like, I guess, stifle your feelings when need be. Because I'm also just, like, to a lot of people, again, I'm, like, the super nurturing, like, it's okay, talk to about your feelings. <laughs> I'm also, like, also, you'll never feel like doing it. The stuff that's super important, you're never going to feel like it. Yeah. But once you start doing it, usually that can generate some kind of momentum of, like, oh, all that... All that shittiness I was feeling a second ago. Well, I'm kind of out of that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to like go do it. Mm-hmm. And I do love that like you're talking about with the New Mexico thing is like how bad do you want it? I think it does separate boys from the men, girls from the women, whatever you want to call it. There's somebody who wants it badly. How badly do you want it? And what will your actions reflect at the end yeah. of the day?
0: And and a little bit um, more on that point is that every additional step you take in pursuing something – Um, whether it be small or large, you're eliminating 90% of the competition with every step. So Mm. I tell people like, um, if you're going in for an audition, if you're going off book, you're probably better than 90% of the people going in. So true. If you were really focused on the outfit that you're bringing to that audition, um, that's another 90% that you're cutting out. Mm. So every additional step you take, you're already cutting out so many other people who aren't willing to put that in because of x reason or y complaint or z laziness. i don't know attitude <laughs> laziness whatever, and so I, this comes back to another thing you said, like oh, I need to move to s f to do tech, I need to move l a to network. People create these justifications for themselves that are complete bullshit, they are of no service to you or anyone, and so i 'll repeat that again because everyone does this. <laughs> people make justifications for their actions or lack thereof. Because of flinching, because you don't want to do that thing. Um, Don't kid yourself. It's bullshit. And I want you to recognize that right now and areas in your life that maybe you're doing that because that is what's holding you back. Mm -hmm. That's what holds most people back. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly was talking about this with moving to, to Scotland. She said oh um she's gonna listen to this and be like fuck you chris we're like going to get groceries and i'm just like attacking her uh she's like yeah like well i don't know scotland is really great and there's music there and i'm like kelly do you want to move to scotland and she's like yeah and i was like okay so this is what you need to do everything that you think about from now on should be what moves do i need to make in order to get myself to scotland She's like, oh, well, like I need to figure out like money stuff. I'm like, great, figure out your money situation. Do you want to be an editor there? She's like, no, I don't want to do that. I was like, okay, so what do you need to live? I was like, what expenses can you cut out? Do you want it bad enough where you could just go there and be like a barista or waiter or something and make it work? Mm -hmm. What do you need money wise? And we were having this talk. She's like, wow, like, I guess I've become accustomed to like a quote unquote luxurious lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah, those are things that are great. I like having those things. I don't need them. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be an actor and I knew I had to give up some things because of my job situation, I would give them up. Mm-hmm. And so all of this is just a really simple and logical approach to getting to what you say you want. Mm-hmm. You want to be an actor. You want a promotion. You want that new car. What are you going to do or give up or do more of mm-hmm. to get that thing? Yeah. Um, there's no justifications here because that's just a form of Complaining.
1: Compl- oh well, Sorry, I wasn't following. you.
0: <laughs> <Complaining>. <laughs> yeah, I pointed at Miji. I thought it was like an we were not. We were not. Sorry, yeah, we didn't write anything down. This sorry, is sorry. Apologize. Yeah, I I'll, complaining. I
1: don't apologize, Question on the sacrifice part. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because I agree with you, and you you're somebody that is comfortable with that. Whereas other people, it can be really hard to give something the axe because you're like, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I and that's also. This was actually in my. Um, pivoting episode with my friend Janet, who's gone through so many different careers in her life to, like, get to where she is in UX design, starting with, like... And she went through, like, Chinese medicine. She went through all these different parts of her life. But she accepted, like, no, this is stuff that I want and I'm not willing to compromise on, Mm -hmm. including a nice lifestyle Mm -hmm. that's something she just accepted like i don't feel bad about that that's something that i like and that gives me totally feeling of fulfillment that i worked my butt off i earned good money and now i can go on a vacation if i want to that's something for any individual to identify you don't have to like subscribe to it just because everybody else on instagram is doing it
0: definitely do not do it because other people on instagram are doing it but
1: people also okay the the (laughs) amount of the amount okay Here's the thing. I am a believer, like, I'm a public health geek, so I'm like, yeah, our environment does impact our behavior. Mm-hmm. That's a scientific, scientifically proven thing of, like, environment shapes behavior. But on the converse, like, you can't keep blaming your environment, like, oh, social media. Like, that part I'm getting, like, super, super sick of. And I, I'm totally guilty. I'm going to acknowledge I've brought up social media so much on my podcast about, like, we're living in the age of this. But I accept it as a fact. I'm like, social media is not going to change. It's just an extension of human expression. And people are always going to celebrate their wins. And they're going to put up their baby pictures. And they're going to share their wedding photos Mm -hmm. and their Valentine's Day. They're going to
0: post about how they gave a homeless man $10 and clap them on the back. That's my biggest pet peeve, by the way. Okay. When people post about their generosity, I'm like, go fuck yourself.
1: Should we do another episode specifically on the list (laughs) of the things that you hate the most? Patting
0: yourself on the back and then getting into an elevator before everyone has cleared out of it. My two biggest pet peeves.
1: (laughs) Me first. Get out. But oh my god, I'm so benevolent. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it blame it goes back to the blaming of an environment and saying like social media and this and this and that. And we're it is true that we're in the most like anxious and depressed society ever. How have you dealt with that? Because you seem like again, it's this discipline and like this lack of complaining. How did you ever struggle with that, or is that just something that like never even enters your consciousness? With
0: social media or my environment, like mm-hmm. keeping me down. Yeah, or just
1: like or getting you into that headspace of like, well, damn, like I'm not doing as well as I want, or like letting yourself feel on the path to an excuse. How do you deal with that, or have you ever? Dealt I don't with
0: that? think that social media has done that for me. And or the comparison. first thing, I, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the first thing that I thought of when you were saying this is that I think a lot of Social media and environmental type complaint stuff, uh, a lot of it stems from not being fulfilled in your core area of life. So for most people, that would be like your relationships with people, your family or friends um, or with your job or something else. And a lot of that you're seeing like other people's perceived, quote unquote, success on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, real. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, like I know what makes me happy. And I know what makes me fulfilled. Um, And those things don't cost a lot of money. Mm. So, you know, when I first moved up to the Bay, I guess I'll be really transparent about this. My first job right out of college, I'm making 50K um, at a tech startup working uh, in San Francisco. So probably the most expensive. I think it is the most expensive place to live in the nation. Yep. Making like... You know, someone would say, that's actually pretty good money. And SF, it's not. Yeah. It's, like, so hard to live there on that. Isn't, I, like, a
1: 100K a poverty line or something?
0: Yeah, it's, like, something stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes me um, ill. So, I'm doing this, and I, I ended up getting a promotion a year or so in. I'm a senior analyst. I'm making, like, 70-ish k. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm able to save some money. I'm able to buy nice things when I want to, um, you know, to an extent and live and see my friends and travel, you know, once or twice a year. And I ended up, our company ended up blowing up and I did really well. I got promoted again and I'm, I'm 24 or 25. I'm making six figures. I'm making right about hundred K without bonus, um, which everyone here is going to be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> my happiness level from making 70 to hundred K didn't change at all. I think I was actually more stressed when I was making that because you have more responsibilities on you. Your lifestyle just changes. You start buying things you don't need, and then you think about those, I guess, luxury items as things that are necessities, and Mm. they're really not. Mm. And so something that um, I was really thinking about when I was going through this period of wanting to be an actor versus wanting to make enough money is, um, I was talking to my my roommate at the time, David, about this, and he put it so simply, the same way I put it to Kelly, He's like, well, Chris, what do you want? He's like, do you want to be an actor and make less money? Or do you want to work at Facebook with the money? And I said, well, I want to be an actor. He's like, okay. (laughs) Like it was the dumbest question in the world. And it was such a light bulb (laughs) moment. And sometimes you just need to hear it in a different way. And so I cut out everything and I just thought to myself, what do I need to live? And then it was like, okay, well, what do I want on top of that? That would at least keep me at like a happy enough level. And so... I found out those things, like, pretty specifically. Like, I don't need a lot. Like, I like to come home. I like to watch some TV, so I maybe pay for Netflix. I like to play video games. It's mostly free. And I like to drink coffee and read books.
1: And now La
0: And La yeah. <laughs> so there's those things, like, aren't expensive to do. I actually personally, like, don't care about travel as much as other people. I didn't go anywhere last year, and, like, I'm fine with it. Like, I'll do a staycation. I'll do something else. So I figured out the things, I guess, financially that – um i needed to keep myself happy like i don't give a fuck about people going to bali and like showing all their stuff on instagram and partying in yachts and doing this stuff like i just that's i do not derive happiness from that mm-hmm. if that's what you derive happiness from then yeah you should evaluate your life and try and understand what you can do to get to that level because like your friend said i don't disparage people who want a luxurious or like a lifestyle like that mm-hmm. if that's what you want like go fucking get it <laughs> All the power to you. Yeah. Um, But for me, I didn't need that. And so I felt pretty fulfilled from that angle. Um, And then on the, I guess, relationships and friends and family and uh, love life front, I think a lot of people um, wrongly equate um, having a relationship to not being lonely.
1: Mm. And
0: I find a lot of value in my friends. I have really, really close friends who... I, uh, who I can call about anything and talk to about anything. And there's, there's so many people that I'm friends with who like I could see tomorrow and it'd be like, not a day has passed. And everyone like has those friends that it's like, holy shit. It's like, we're super close and you know, we can not talk forever and still like feel like no time has passed. And I actually have that with a lot of people.
1: That's Um, special. That's a, that's a very special thing to value.
0: But I work very hard On my relationships with my friends. All of my friends will tell you my two biggest strengths are one, getting everybody in the same room or getting everyone to hang out. Mm -hmm. And then two, keeping up with people. Mm. They're like... I don't fucking talk to anybody except you. And I I joke around with some of my friends. I'm like, did you think we'd be friends 10 years later? And they're like, fuck, don't say that out loud. That makes me feel so weird (laughs) because I act the same way. I'm like super obnoxious and overbearing. And they're like, this fucking Chris guy. But I'm like, you love me. And they're like, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I also cultivate and work on that relationship over years mm-hmm. I make an effort to know them understand them keep in contact with them hang out with them see them mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that they feel heard and validated and valuable um, because they are to me mm-hmm. and I think that that's where most of my I guess I would not, identity is the wrong word um, I guess fulfillment sense of, sense like of fulfillment content, with relationships yeah. like comes from and like those that's what's important to me I have the things that I need financially the things that I want financially, mm-hmm. and then the relationships to keep me going and mm-hmm. afloat, and mentally happy and stable, and all of that. And are so- you
1: mentally no. <laughs> Okay. No, you are, and I, I really, and I see that in you, and I think that was like the funny thing when we first met in an admin meeting, where I got a sense of your personality, like face value. Mm-hmm. That this, I was like, oh, this guy means business. Like it was <laughs> definitely. Like there's no frills with Christopher. <clears throat> He's very like I came here for admin. That's what I'm doing right now, and that's all I'm, I'm going to do. I'm not here
0: at 7 a.m. because I wanted to see all of you. Yeah, so let's be clear. I don't
1: care about all of you. <laughs> okay, I can help you with that because I can help you with yeah. that. But move on. Um, and but I, I saw that. But I also personally am around. Like you're not my first rodeo in terms of like stoic. Uh, I'm dead inside, i don't have to care oh, about you what Asian
0: guys being dead inside, yeah,
1: what my father, um but like, that's no, but another podcast I already already know, like I could tell like again you're in, it's it's also gleaning information, like let's read between the lines this guy's an actor, he's here from San Francisco, he's doing admin at seven a m this this is a very motivated, passionate person. there's a lot that people can assess without just like <laughs> having to see you pour out your feelings and wear your heart on your sleeve all the time, yeah. right, um, so I got that from you from the get go, but like having lived with you, I think there's a lot more that I see, especially with all the hot pot nights at our house, yes, um, how much you do value your friendship and people are really different. And I think the, the part that is really dangerous, like again, I think comparison as a society is kind of inherent. You're going to check, you know, you're going to like oh, take temperature totally. and survey yeah. the survey, the landscape, see how you're doing. But depending on that or using that as your measuring stick in your, like when you are such a unique individual with different lifestyle and priorities is just, fallible it's just not going to give you results that matter to you because you're measuring with the wrong freaking stick and it's going to generate a lot of different feelings that quite frankly just they again logically at the end of the day don't serve you they're not helping you move forward it's only get and i'm saying this as much to myself as i'm saying this to the outward they or you slash you i'm also speaking to me because being a person who is highly sensitive and emotional. It is very easy for me to get caught up. Even though I'm a pretty productive person, I still think efficiency wise, there's a lot that I need to cut out in terms of like giving way too much time and energy mm-hmm. to some like obsessive th- ruminating over X and like feel- beating myself up over Y. Like I didn't do this enough in time yeah. and I let this person down. Fine. Like right now at this point in my life, I'm like, cool, take the L. Slap yourself on the wrist because yeah, you got to stay accountable and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier said than done. I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, totally. But it's really like we're we're talking in, in pure logic right now with heart because it's like we wouldn't take the time to like say this out loud if we didn't give a shit for real. But. It's like logically what's what's going on and are your feelings, whatever you are feeling, serving you? Mm -hmm. Are they helping you move forward or are they just dragging you down?
0: Because feelings aren't inherently bad. Yeah. It's what you do with said feelings that determines whether or not you're going to continue to wallow or be sad or be angry Mm -hmm. or turn that around. Or guilty. Or or guilty or there's all these different things that people can use to beat themselves up but and it's easier said than done but wallowing in those things doesn't make you a better person complaining about them doesn't make people empathize with you more Mm -hmm. and not doing anything about it doesn't help your situation
1: i want to give an example because um you have you definitely you see like the calls and all the things i'm doing but like the people i've interacted with through collaboration Mm -hmm. it's I was the only full time person, right? So everybody I was dealing with were all volunteers. So it was literally all I had from people was their word. So that was a very unique situation for me to like basically navigate 10 years of my life being around a bunch of volunteers. Right. I did get to see people who, if they said it, they did it. Yeah. And that was a huge deal for me. And that's to this day something that I really respect and yeah. value in people. Because
0: that is the small minority of people.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the day, it is pretty much all you have like people have to be able to trust your word you say i'm not gonna do this don't do it you say i'm gonna be there for this event show up on time and don't make excuses because i've had every variation of people that make excuses or ghosts it's not even dating you know what i mean like we need you to volunteer and you're doing something that maybe in your mind you think is like not that big a deal handing out program books Mm -hmm. but you know what our whole event was planned with you in mind to hand out program books I've had people bail, like just straight up no show people who wanted to start collaboration city chapters who were like wooing me. That's okay. I'm calling this out. They still follow me on Instagram and still look at my stories. They ghosted me. They like got me to take all this time to sit down and talk with them, give them opportunities, like whatever. And they vanish. And I, for the life of me, I do wonder like the sensitive part of me is like, are they okay? Do they have like self-worth issues? Do they have like something really bad going on? Like I do think of those things, but at the end of the day, what people like will bail on me and then ask me for recommendations. They'll be like, Oh, I'm like applying for this job. I'm like, Holy and, shit. and what, why would I do that? And that's the thing didn't I just say in. yes.
0: And then just shit on them when that person, See, goes, I
1: don't want to do that. I'm not going to like, no, that's mean, but I'm trying to be <laughs> better. Don't do that. Do that <laughs> with boundaries to like, be clear. Like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. And this is why I, to be totally real. There's people I ghosted. There are people that asked me for that and I just didn't respond. Because I would felt so flabbergasted that like I was like, you have shown no consistency, no reliability, and you have the audacity to think that I, I need to take my time to write you a recommendation letter. Why would I do that? So I felt very offended, right? So it's kind of the game on the, on the good side, I feel like I've met the most reliable, loyal, you know trustworthy people that like if I had a billion dollars, I would hire in a heartbeat because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, if they say they're gonna show up, they show up. They say they're going to do the job. They do it and they do it well. And yeah. then there's the other end spe- of the spectrum of, yeah, oh, I want to be there and like I mean to. And again, I've done this too. But like, what this is gives when me so you much want
0: anxiety like thinking about this?
1: You would die. You I would just, if you were in my position. I think you would.
0: Well, the thing the is, these people implode. like don't exist within any circle that I'm in mm-hmm. because I have no patience or tolerance for that. Um, I think that ghosting rip them <laughs> holy fucking shit is one of the dumbest and most cowardly things that somebody can do mm. and it's it's total cowardice it's not about like oh i didn't want to do this or an excuse or whatever it's you didn't prepare correctly to make that work and you're not owning up to it and accepting responsibility and accepting fault for that action mm. the least you could do is say i fucked up i will not be there yeah And yeah, they're not going to like you, but I respect that person more than someone who just doesn't say anything.
1: I personally, like in the dating world translated that because I felt, again, it depends on like how much you connected with a person and you like, you don't have to share it. But like, in terms of like the dating app world, it gets very, there's ghosting happens every freaking day, every Mm -hmm. time, everywhere. And I don't think like fundamentally, if you like said hi and hi, and then you ghost each other kind of like stakes are super low who
0: cares yeah that's that's not could not give a fuck about that yeah sure. but
1: like you went on a date or you started a full-fledged conversation and suddenly mm-hmm. someone stops responding yeah i think again politeness and just integrity is hey i'm not interested anymore mm-hmm. or like
0: i agree 100 percent, and it's weird so i had never used a dating app um i was on it for about a month my i did a scene in class my art teacher rob was like have you been on an online date and i was like no, and he's like who here hasn't and everyone raised their hand except for me a married girl and some girl who's been in a relationship for a long time so i was on the apps for a little bit I ended up going on a date and sweet she's a sweet girl she was funny i just wasn't really feeling it and so afterwards i think she sent me something and i just said hey just so you know i'm not really looking for a relationship right now you're really funny and sweet and it's great to meet you uh, and she said, okay, thanks, whatever. And then she'd like disconnect. I don't know how that works. And then I turned Unmatched. off all my apps <laughs> and like, I'm done with it. It was cool. <laughs> I just, I was like, okay, this was an experience. Experience
1: and had, see you later. I
0: understand selfie culture a little bit more. Uh, but I was telling that to Kelly and she's like, whoa, you responded? And I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, like mostly people just like ghost each other. And I was like, well, that's dumb. Like we went on a date. I could at least say, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, like I'm not really feeling it. You're it. But nice it's nice to meet you. Yeah. And she's like, no, like people never do that. And I was like, This is what I fucking hate about our generation and phones making it so easy to just, like, ghost somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, I can, in real life, if I don't want to talk to somebody, like, I I won't talk to them. I don't have to engage. But, like, I won't make an effort to hide behind my phone in that process. Yeah. Because it's super fucking cowardly. Own up to your actions. Take responsibility. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's actually the perfect summary of this entire part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I think it and maybe some of those things are very duh to people listening. But I personally think in terms of in terms of the energy out there in the woo-woo land, there's a lot of justifying, there's a lot of ruminating and like contemplating and mm-hmm. feelings and
0: Don't think now better time is now.
1: Yes. And there's, there needs to be an increased level of taking responsibility and action. That's about it. I think people are gonna feel and think and all that stuff no matter what. That's never gonna stop. But if it's not balanced with like, to do something about it and do it with intention and th- honestly with strategy. And if people are, and I'm gonna put this as a general ask out there because I'm gonna just take this moment. Um, I think if you're, go- I'm gonna do a whole other podcast on like the networking stuff. Because I think that it is valuable. Like you, like you totally. said, making connections is so super valuable, important. Like, it's strategic. It's yeah. important. However, there's ways to do it better than not. And so I say if you are asking for people's time or their expertise or whatever, mm-hmm. anything. You're asking something of other people. Do your homework. Like yeah. in general. Do the work. Show that you, you care.
0: <laughs> show up to your interview with questions. Very specific. <laughs> I have never that done, that done that done before. Your research. It's a great tactic. Like I'll come with more than I'm going to ask too about
1: a, the company and about what
0: about them or their position or what you're going to do etc. I had Oh that's had 10, so good. I had 10 when I went into my Facebook meeting and I I got that job over people who are like 10 years further into their career than me whose resumes are way more stacked because I came in and they're like fuck this guy has drive. Now I ended up using that drive in a different trajectory <laughs> but it's there.
1: But you learn from the experience. But
0: I did learn from the experience and I I crushed those meetings. I come in to manage our agent meetings and they're like whoa okay this actor like means business Mm -hmm. he comes in and he has a plan he's got everything sorted out and i might not have a lot of credits right now but i'm fine because i'm patient and i know i'm putting in the effort to get there yeah absolutely so people see
1: and i'd say that even in terms of like okay volunteers or artists that have auditioned for me i've i've held many auditions in my day people who show up prepared know what they're doing and know it's something as small for even like for collaboration knowing who we are there's people who show up and they're like they've never heard of us and that's i guess that's fine but also like if you really want to be part of something like if i showed up to a spielberg movie and like audition and i who are they gonna like really gravitate towards someone they took the extra
0: step they beat out ninety percent of the other people. Exactly. Right. And I
1: remember artists who say, "Hey, I know collaboration because I watched it on YouTube, and I really respect that you guys are a platform for Asian American artists." Doesn't even have to be something crazy specific, yeah. It's- but it's just like they they looked it up, or like mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, I appreciate that." And there's like an alignment. If we're gonna get, you know, there's alignment here. Like they care about what we care about. They appreciate what we do. I remember this person now. Perform and wow me, and like hopefully it works out. But there's just okay, a lot of ways to help yourself that have nothing to do with like. I think work people out of feelings that, um, that can alter your feelings, that you're, the things that you're starting with are not the things that dictate where you land Yeah, and just like work past it because I don't know. It's like literally how bad do you want it? Like go make it happen. So just Nike, just do it. Just
0: do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. In conclusion, buy more from Nike sponsoring this podcast.
1: I have been saying to Nike to sponsor me, <laughs> but they're not, um, Sidebar: I got my first little micro brand deal and I'm like, who am I? What is my life? But I'm actually excited about it. This is like my work beginning work because I was actually doing stuff I cared about and mm-hmm. it brought me something that I, I wanted.
0: What is, what is it that you're doing? It's
1: a fitness brand deal. Like it's a gym. I get free membership and I- Oh, you were telling me about this. I love yeah. working out and I love the gym. I'm not going to plug it yet because it hasn't started. Um, but- that I, I feel like that's like putting effort mm-hmm. out into the universe that I like I care about. And I joked. I was like, hey, Nike sponsor me. And like they saw these stories. And so they're <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to like do the work. And I wasn't feeling particularly fit or sexy or anything. But I was just like, you know, I want this and I, I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, do things like work. I'm I'm going through so many feelings right now. But I'm like, I'm actually finding a lot of momentum in getting things done. Yeah. Outside of all of that. Um, And thank you, Christopher, for taking the time to talk us through that your feelings don't
0: matter. Fuck your feelings. (laughs) That
1: he doesn't care. Just do it.
0: Sponsored by Nike.
1: (laughs) The voice. You're going to start getting voice work. (laughs) Again, also, if you're going to ask me about voice work, I'm happy to answer, but also Google it first. (laughs)
0: Like, use, how to use a mic? Yes. Uh, What is a mic?
1: There's everything on YouTube, I swear to God. I learned so much in my career from
0: YouTube. Yeah, this is just a sidebar. Like, I get really obsessed with things I'm researching, so... Oh, yeah, you at do. At one point, I was, like, into microphones, so I was like, okay, there's different kinds. There's USB mics, condenser mics, cardioid mics, et cetera, and then, well, am I going to plug it straight into my laptop? Am I going to use an audio interface and stuff? I'm not a sound engineer. <laughs> I have no qualifications to be, like, really doing these things, but I get really invested in what I do, and I'd say that people should do that about the things they're really passionate in.
1: Yes, agreed. Let the passion turn into action Dreams into action And we're like plugging this book And everyone's be like Yeah we've been selling a lot of selling things Selling a if lot people, of things
0: If BHP Milton could sell us uh, robs rob's and If everyone could just plug uh, for us Sponsor us um, We'll talk about you
1: I'll be looking for my check in the mail Or get PayPal'd, Cause oh, that's
0: my favorite <laughs> This one doesn't have Venmo And it ruins my life so I, I got, like, got kicked
1: off Venmo Leave me alone I'm gonna get back on it Swear to god
0: And she's a drug dealer
1: Yes I got caught um chris yes and i I hope you come back this is really fun we like plowed through this I
0: live 15 feet from you so. yeah
1: well we'll see because when you turn your dreams into action you're gonna turn into like some right, tv right. star i'm not to New moving Mexico. my
0: stuff that is an ordeal yeah you just he just
1: got a mini fridge this is how yes. action oriented chris is he got a mini fridge for his room so mm-hmm. that he never has to leave it
0: yeah i just want to stay in here enjoy myself
1: good job though Respect. I I kinda looks good, right? I've got my
0: record player up there too.
1: It has like a little temperature glowing light and it's very fancy. Well done you.
0: We really stalled out this ending. We
1: really have. Where can people find more about you do you want to plug social media uh
0: if people want to follow things i my tag for everything is chris king wong Uh, that's my full name i didn't just add the king in there people think i'm a narcissistic douchebag and i'm like no that was my grandfather's name it's my middle name so chris king wong your grandfather's name was king yeah king wong wow yeah he was a badass he had a rolls royce he had a um a restaurant that they would run illegal like gambling things in the back i think he was part of the triads anyway he was pretty badass Um, king wong got it yeah. So Self-fulfilling that's,
1: prophecy. That's
0: that's a little bit about me.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I post a lot of random bullshit on my Instagram. You'll see um, vegan cooking. <laughs> it's not vegan. It's not vegan. Um, you'll see me shoving fistfuls of spinach into my mouth, sponsored by spinach. Actually, if any spinach companies are listening, I'm looking for sponsors. Um, and I use annoying hashtags, but I also drop some poetry in there sometimes. So And you sing. I do sing every now and then uh, in the garage when I'm coming up uh to our apartment mm-hmm.
1: further proving that you do have a heart
0: i do have a heart uh no. it's just for me
1: <laughs> and select few
0: and select few the
1: select few okay well i hope you guys check out chris's stuff honestly um it's been a joy getting to know you and we didn't even st- share the story about how you ended up living here but we'll save that for another time
0: Ooh, podcast literally- episode 2.0 Fuck yeah your feelings get you done did you start doing it yet <laughs> sponsored by nike did you did you that? did you did you start
1: Ah, uh, you can find first of all podcasts on google play stitcher radio public apple podcasts and everywhere else you find podcasts and so thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode and if you enjoyed it please subscribe leave a five-star review give me a shout out email me first of all pod at gmail.com thank you to everybody who's been sending me such lovely messages and dms i see them i love you i appreciate you um and yeah Thank you to Marvin Yue for my uh, audio engineering. You the best, Marvin. I appreciate you. And thank you to Aquafina for using her song "Yellow Ranger" for the intro and outro. And. There are more episodes with Chris to come. There are more episodes on feelings and lack thereof coming as well. It's basically
0: just going to be me yelling at you. Yeah,
1: but it's a good thing. Sometimes you just need a drill sergeant. That's what he's here for. Uh, There's value in it. But yeah, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Share it with a friend if you want. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye, Chris. I don't
0: know what you're saying, don't you? Yeah. Came in 88 with a dream, oh so bright eyed, they knew right away, sick of swim, there's no lifelines, cutting their teeth on the move, nobody's filling these shoes, balling on a budget at the Golden Archer, super size number two, cash, cash. way that the world ain't budging, gotta make a power move, deep in the darkest dungeons, I'm digging up my own room, hands of the plow.